Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast in, in this, this reality. reality. The show designed to challenge everything we've been taught. If you've ever felt there had to be more to life, more to existence, then you're listening to the right podcast. Time to open your mind. And dive in. This, this is, is the, the Mental, Mental Mastery, Mastery Alliance, Alliance Podcast. And here we go. There are so many things that kids today won't or don't have the luxury of experiencing. People today. When was the last time? There was a phone hanging in the family kitchen or on the desk. (laughs) The cell phone generation has taken a lot from us. It's given us a lot, too. I mean, it'd be kind of awkward trying to deal with. I guess it wouldn't be awkward. I'm thinking of GPS. I remember seeing a clip somewhere where somebody was talking about how do people, how did people deliver pizzas before GPS? Let's call the map, son. I remember in my youth, I had multiple jobs as a teenager, and two of them involved driving around the city. So I had to know addresses, general locations, and then, of course, street addresses. We used what was called a Pathfinder map. You go to the back, you find the page, out, or you find the street alphabetically, and you then scroll over, it tells you what page it's on, and it tells you what box it's in. And then inside that box, you look around and find it. And then you combine your knowledge of the entire city to get you from where you are to that street in that box. There's a whole generation of people that can't do that, Um, that don't remember the streets or the cities because the GPS just tells them, here we go, here we go. The technology is fantastic, uh, but it's preventing us from Flexing that memory muscle, that mind muscle. So there are pros and cons to it. The biggest con, however, to the cell phone is when you're angry. You can never hang up the phone. You guys remember that? Hanging up the phone. Bang, 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 bang. (laughs) The old angry hang up is something that we've lost. Uh, I'm okay with it to a degree. Because angry hanging up your cell phone, grr, where's that button? Oh, I have to back into the screen. Grr, oh God, where is it? Why is this happening? Come on. Oh, no, I'm, now I'm turning the volume down. Grr, there's the red button. Beep. <laughs> Pattern interrupt. It's breaking up my anger trying to find that hang up button. And of course you can't just smash your phone onto the desk. It's, you might need that phone for later. One of the many things that runs through my brain at three in the morning when I'm supposed to be getting the world's greatest sleep. But hey, what can I say? I digress. I want to talk today about a topic that's come up a few times from a few friends, uh, a few friends, acquaintances. This seems to be running through the ethos right now. And ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about narcissism. Do you know a narcissist? Are you a narcissist? Ooh, have you ever questioned yourself? They're a pain in the ass. Um, They're detrimental to a third dimensional entity. I find 
dealing with them personally to be quite hilarious. Because a narcissist can really only do damage to you once you allow them in. And the only way you can allow them in is if you're weak. And that may offend some people. But nobody listening to this show because I've got a lot of places to go with this. If you're a weak person, if you're a per and, and by no fault of your own, maybe you're weak. You know, maybe you've had traumatic experiences. Uh, and, and well, not maybe. You've absolutely had traumatic experiences. And these events have created your connection with men or women or the opposite sex because there are female narcissists too. And you can tell. They're a lot easier to spot though because a female narcissist has a very full Instagram. But every single picture is of her face somewhere in the world. <laughs> and that's funny. That's funny to think. But when you scroll through that and you're like, oh, whoa, ouch, what is this? Um, that's funny. I mean, mix it up a little bit. Maybe put a picture of a cat in there or something like that. Male narcissists are a bit different because male narcissists at the beginning seem very, very put together. Very, very kind, very, very assured. And <clears throat> on top of that, as a male narcissist, you're scouting for prey. So every single person that falls into the trap of a narcissist was scouted. In other words, you were meant to be, to, to have been felt you, you were, oh, what is it? What time is it? Why is my brain falling apart like this? You were specifically designed by this person. The, the, the feelings that you have, my brain is still going to mush here. They made you feel a certain way intentionally. They made you feel a certain way about them. Kindness, caring, you know, this manipulation tactic where they're like super everything, everything you've ever wanted. And you know how they did that? Because they're very astute listeners. They listen to your problems about your exes and about your parents and about your past. And they take it all in and they assure you that nothing will ever happen like that again. And you'll be comfortable and they'll be comfortable and everything will be good until they get bored. And when they get bored, then they start messing with everything. They start ruining everything. And the problem is with a narcissist and its victim, your weakness is what drew them in in the first place. And it's also what allows them to play with you like a spider in the web. So we say these things and we look at this stuff and we think to ourselves, what about these narcissists? What, are, what makes them tick? Now, there's, this is a two-prong approach because at first I'm going to attack the narcissist then I'm, going to, then I'm going to explain the narcissist. Why the narcissist does what he does. And I'm not a psychologist. I never read any books. I'm just talking from experience I'm in, and I'm extrapolating from my own set of knowledge. And there was a time in my life where I would have related to being a narcissist. Because I was raised by one. My father was absolutely a narcissist. And my mother is the, I want to say the reverse version of the narcissist. Where she does everything in her power to make herself seem like something. In other words, she's completely cultivating her own image in your mind. And narcissistically because she needs to be viewed a certain way. So this is a different type of narcissist, but certainly one out there. 
the narcissist that demands you have control or that they have control over you and over this and over that and, and, and that they're, they're very much ego driven and they're very much overcompensating for their own bullshit. Really? Uh, same with the narcissist that makes the image of themselves appear to be a certain thing. Now they're not overly aggressive. They're not overly anything that they're, they're quietly aggressive. They're, they're subtly messing with your mind. They're subtly being the victim. They're always the victim in every story. Yet they're, they're just so manipulative towards it. Wherein a calm and normal person will just simply go through their life and be like, hey, you like me, you don't like me. Hey, this is what it is. That's what, how it goes. These two variations of narcissist, however, typically need to create inside their own minds the illusion of control. Now, every single person has their own perception of how everything is. And therefore, the character that the narcissist is creating and then defending only exists inside their mind. Therefore, no matter what you do, in any scenario whatsoever, in dealing with that typical type of narcissist, it will be wrong. Because you can't live up to their expectations inside their mind of what they think is supposed to be taking place. And even if you do, it won't turn out the way that person envisioned it to turn out. And they themselves will eventually get angry with that same turnout, even though they got exactly what they wanted. Now, you don't live in this reality to bend over backwards to a narcissistic personality. That isn't for you. Why you currently exist in the narcissistic relationship is because you yourself need to build up your strength. Now, it has been said, and I think I mentioned this in the, in the other episode, the only, uh, let's just say women, the only women complaining about terrible men, and this goes vice versa, the only men complaining about terrible women, are the men and or women with absolutely shitty taste in the men and or women that they like to date. <laughs> so if you are a woman and all men are shit, that's your story, your perception, your choice, your history dictates and is indicative of who you choose to date. So if you're choosing shitty men, then all men are shitty. The question is, why are you choosing shitty men? Why have you decided that these are the men that are the ones for you? Well, really the truthful answer is because you're broken. And I don't mean broken as in shattered and can't be repaired. Uh, one thing that comes to mind for this one is um, uh, the ancient Chinese proverb. Anything broken in China was repaired by and bonded together with gold, which then made it more valuable upon its repair, which is exactly what goes on with us. So that you are able to bro be broken Two things now with the analogies. Cracks will allow for the light to come in. <laughs> I say it that way because it's so cookie cutter, poppycock, but it's true. And broken is perfect because broken is an opportunity. Also, broken infers that at one point you were whole, wherein since the dawn of our existence, no matter what age you are, we've never been whole. We have a perception of who we were, we have a perception of who we are, and we have a perception of who we want ourselves to be in the future. And we extrapolate upon our experiences and the information that we're allowed to take in to create that version of ourselves. And none of us are where we want to be. Therefore, all of us right now spend a lot of time 
being hard on ourselves for not being where we feel that we should be based on the information and evidence that we have created inside our head based on essentially the story that we tell ourselves. You change that story in your head, then you change the outcome. However, we are all creatures of habit and we are all factors of momentum. We are going in a certain path. It's very hard to stop and do a hard right. When we deal with narcissists, narcissists exist for two reasons. Narcissists need to, narcissists are ent- entities that need to heal themselves. There's that old saying, a leopard never changes its spots, which to me is also a detrimental statement because the whole reason we exist is to change our spots. Chemically, things take place as well. You can be an amazing person on your own and your partner can be an amazing person on their own, but the two of you combined create a terrible chemical reaction. Therefore, whoever's toxic to you may not be toxic to somebody else. That's not all cases, but that certainly is a lot of cases because I know some people that have both individually been great in my life. Then they started dating and I watched how they treated each other. I thought the two of you are tarnishing your own souls. Both of you are just detrimental to each other. So perhaps it's time for you to move on. It's so weird too. We have this fear of moving on, this idea that we can't move on. This, When we're young, it's like, you know, whoever I'm dating is the one forever. Well, why on earth do we need to be with some person forever? Why can't we allow ourselves the grace to simply split up? What's the big deal? Why do we, why do we beat ourselves up? Why do we tie so much emotion and, and, and so many stories and physicality to this idea of union? If you're spending, you, you only have so many years on this planet or this in this reality or on this flat earth or in this hollow earth or in this concave earth or in this projection beam from the black star Saturn, however you want to look at it, while you exist, your time is limited and the time is Basically, that you die is what gives life its meaning, its importance. If we were limitless beings in this experience, not afraid to die, things would be totally different. But we're, the clock starts ticking the minute you pop out. And it's that, (laughs) it's that that makes me query. Why we spend so much time, A, beating ourselves up, talking down to ourselves, putting ourselves in situations that are shit. My only answer to that is so that we can overcome it. And the journey that we're on right now, the current experience that we're having right now is designed to be overcome. So let's talk about again, the victim, the victim of the narcissist is somebody who needs to step up. You need to say to yourself, no, I'm done. You need to tell yourself every single story that you've ever told yourself inside this relationship with the narcissist has been false. You have been tricked and manipulated and your weaknesses have been played upon. I know some of the strongest people in the world visually when I met them that have been destroyed by narcissism. A narcissist will take a tiny tear in your character and rip it wide open until you're destroyed. You are not the only one experiencing this. This is a congruent and running theme in the existence that is humanity. 
And everyone wants to point at the narcissist in this scenario and say they're a terrible person. Well, truth be told, if you were randomly plopped down next to a very shitty person who was doing very shitty things, you can't tell them to change their lives. I mean, you can, and you probably will. Like, maybe you should question things in your life, sir. And that person will be like, ah, fuck you. See, that's how I talk. See, and you're like, okay, 1940s narcissist gangsta. See? And then what are you going to do? You're going to get up and move because you were plopped down next to this piece of shit. And you're like, fuck this, I'm out. And then you go and you, you sit somewhere else in this whole plop down experience. Now, in that whole plop down experience, if you sat down and this bastard was all over the place and you hated it, but you just kept sitting there, eventually he'll be either funny or, or white noise in the background. And he'll be inside you. Uh, not physically. Not in this scenario. Inside your head. And you now have to deal with how you choose to feel about it. And you were exposed to it long enough. Typically you just accept it. Which is where a lot of people are in the relationship. They met a person who lied to them. Who manipulated them. Who took advantage of their weakness. And that person typically never wanted this to ever happen again because they had just experienced it in the past relationships. But hey, look what happens. You naturally fall into what you're comfortable with and what you're used to. And when you're not strong of character and strong of conviction and strong of self, when you do a lot of drinking and drugs and all this other stuff, you typically don't have a lot of love for yourself. Therefore, you will seek out that counterpart, which will treat you Exactly how you feel internally about yourself. This is something that a lot of people don't want to admit. But it's the case. And what's up with the narcissist? Why does the narcissist do what he does? Well, typically because they themselves were abused as children. And they were taught those characteristics and those traits through degenerative parents. Through narcissistic parents. Through egoic parents. Which is why I say for a long time I would have considered myself certainly through my uh through my 20s all of my 20s 100% of my 20s I would have been a narcissist I would have been an egoic mind driven demanding narcissist um oblivious to everybody else but there are also stages of narcissism there are it there is a unaware narcissist therefore just generally a giant jerk piece of shit that does a lot of dumb shit to people and is oblivious to the dumb shit that they do and then gets hurt that people don't love them. Meanwhile, they're completely unaware of their own actions and how, and how shitty they are to so many people and how disrespectful they are in the smallness and the demonstration of their action. They think that they're too smart and nobody catches on to them uh, and they can do whatever they want. And then they, then they sit by themselves and they wonder why, why nobody likes them. They don't get it. This is the unaware narcissist. The self-aware narcissist, these are the CEOs of all your favorite companies. These are the ruthless people that will step on anyone's back to get anything done because that is the corporate world. That is third dimension. That is foregoing your soul to acquire a dollar amount. These people are hilarious. Uh, as long as you don't have any ties to them whatsoever, they're often the funniest people you'll ever meet. Just don't ever rely on any of them for anything other than a laugh. And then beyond that is, I mean, I'm going to coin a term here. Uh, the white-pilled narcissist, where when you're officially white-pilled on virtually anything, 
you no longer play the character that you've always played in life. The victim, the aggressor, the this, the that, the drinker, the druggie, the smoker. These are all titles. These are all actions that your character in the third dimension is playing. A white-pilled fifth-dimensional entity, somebody who's working towards that, starts seeing through all the holes, starts seeing through all the bullshit. So as somebody who was clearly a narcissist, um, an egoic narcissist in his 20s, I amassed quite a fortune. I lost it all because all of it was you know, shattered. And no matter what I did, I was never happy, never anything. I probably treated a lot of people like crap. And to those people, if you're listening now, I apologize. Um, and I mean that. I mean that sincerely. And I've done that before and I've apologized before. And I've even had people reach out to me after an apology and say, you know, you're a lot harder on yourself than, than you think. Uh, you weren't that bad, you know. But then again, I'm sure there are people that would say the opposite. You know, everybody's got something to say about something all the time. But I sit here now, a white-pilled version of myself. I've seen through so much stuff, and I've cycled through so much stuff that I'm now able to sort of go back on certain things and take a look at certain things through, like, even reassess certain ideologies. Like, when you truly unload the stories that you tell yourself, you know, the things that you identify with, the conspiracy theorist, the this, the tinfoil hat, you know, or the normie or the vaxxer or the anti-vaxxer or the Republican or the, or the white, the male, the black, like whatever label that society has put you on. That's, that's pitted you inside your division tactic with your group and your team of fucking douche knuckles, whatever it is, all of the influence eventually just disappears. Narcissism at its core is not something that you ever need to fix. And the only way you're ever going to fix a narcissist, even if you wanted to, is to completely walk away from them. If a narcissist has nobody to manipulate, they're going to change their tune. They have to learn. I learned. And as the victim of a narcissist, which I was as a child, both parents, absolute, my father, absolute narcissistic tendencies, my mother, subversive narcissistic tendencies, and to my family members listening to this, you can tell her I said that. <laughs> I sit back and I look at this and I say to myself, okay, how am I supposed to move forward with my life? And it's simple. It's operate with integrity. Always operate with the utmost integrity. And for you, currently dealing with a narcissist, all you have to do is shut the door. And now... I know what you're going to say, but he's going to stand in front of my car. He's going to yell at me. He's going to call. He's going to, he's going to do all these horrible, horrible things. Yes, he will. And you take note of all these things. You write them all down and you remember these things because once the narcissist eventually loses steam, he goes away. Once there's no point, but it's that when you give that inch back, he takes more. You give that inch back, he takes more, right? If you completely cold, rip this dude out of your life. And I say dude because the majority of narcissists are, are dumb, tiny men with their toxic masculinity. And I can happily say toxic masculinity because masculinity as a whole is not toxic. But a coward with a deep voice and a booming presence can manipulate people. And that is toxic masculinity. And that comes from insecurity, fear, small man syndrome, tiny penis, whatever you want to call it. I didn't say, notice I didn't say big dick or tiny dick energy. I literally said tiny penis. <laughs> Straight up a physicality. You got a small dick, you're probably a prick. 
That's another thing too. That's another manipulation that goes on society. Anyone that watches porn, it's just all giant dicks. So that leads into another man feeling inferior and insecure. And if he's already got insecure tendencies and he watches porn, watch out. (laughs) There are so many things that tie into this and there are so many, I, I mean, I could go on for hours and hours and hours about narcissism and it would be an easy arc to run through. I typically like 20 minute episodes and that's kind of where we're at right now. So I will say this. If you decide that you're done with your narcissist, hang up the phone, smash that fucker because that's the only way to get rid of them. And yes, they're going to flail around like an idiot, but just hang up the phone, hang up the phone as aggressively as you possibly can. Ladies and gentlemen, in the infamous words of red green, Keep your stick on the ice. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Stay connected with us directly through the mentalmasteryalliance.com. You can also join the discussion on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash the Mental Mastery Alliance. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag TMMA or tagging us at the Mental Mastery Alliance. To have your voice heard on the show, leave a voicemail or send a text to 647-338-1265. Long distance charges may apply. If you love us, leave us a review. If you hate us, you spend your time in weird ways. But also, leave a review. Every review on iTunes tickles the algorithm helping us grow. Until next time, unity over division. This concludes the most surreal portion of your day. You got it, Pontiac.